0: Welcome in once again, Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. And a reminder, mid-March, we're going to have a format change for you, a positive format change for you based on your feedback. But until then, let's get into the episode this week. Can you believe it? We are on number 70. Thank you for your support. We appreciate you listening week after week. And our guest this week is Maya Gotti. She helps female entrepreneurs get crystal clear so that their passion turns into their signature if you're unsure of where to go next in your business this is not a talk you can afford to miss let's get going episode number 70 begins now
1: welcome to women really mean business presented by athena international the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time now here's your host Jeff Blitnikoff with another successful woman and her unique business journey.
0: Women really mean business presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Blitnikoff and we have a guest that has woken up very early on the West Coast. As I record this, it is Saturday morning. It's about 10 a.m. my time, but it is 7 a.m. in Maya Gaudi's world. And I got your name right, correct? Because I didn't ask you the pronunciation before I got on the air with you. Did I say that correctly?
1: Yes, it's Maya Gaddy. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. You know what? Well, I've got an excuse, though, for being right about stuff because I've had three hours extra sleep on you. (laughs) So <laughs> You totally do. I'm going to try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So at any rate, Maya, no, I, you're, you're very chipper for seven in the morning. And I've been looking forward to this talk because if people check out your website, mayagadi.com, and it's M-A-Y-A-G-A-D-D-I-E.com, you do a lot of stuff. You've been featured in a lot of different places. Marie Forleo is one of the places that really stood out to me and so if you could really tell me you do what you create for people are signature programs and I was fascinated by exactly what that meant so what I like to do is I like to allow my guests to start and give their own bio and give their own background and so I'd love to hear your story so Maya the floor is yours welcome again
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. So a bit more about me. I actually teach women how to create signature programs and more recently signature systems. And so what that means is taking the core of what you do and creating a methodology around it that you can use across various formats. Typically, as you might have recognized, it's in a signature program program format. So meaning a small group program, typically the way I teach it is five to 20 women who are being supported by one coach or one mentor or nutritionist, right? Whatever it is that they do. But for my client, they're really taking what they do and creating a methodology around it, making sure that they have a really clear step-by-step approach to what they do that they can use across formats. And then the system. Systems really come in typically after they've actually had their signature program for a while. So that's the next step. A lot of my alumni or you know past clients come back, and we'll actually set up a system. So making sure that they actually know how to attract their most ideal clients, making sure they know, okay, so how can I automate this? What tech should I actually have and how can they systematize what they're selling? Oftentimes once they've started to sell it, they need a bit of help with organization and systems. So yeah, that's a little bit more about what I do. I started this actually eight years ago this year. And I started with Silicon Beach, Silicon Valley startups, helping them put tech systems into their business. I decided I wanted to really work with and uplift more women in the work that I do. And so I started uh, by creating an online program called This Is How To Tech, and that evolved into Launch Your Class and into Signature programs. So it's been a bit of an evolution year over year, but excited to Continue this work and really help women figure out exactly what their methodology is and exactly what systems
0: they need in place for their business. Well, I want to get into more of your background in just a second, but let's do an elevator pitch for your business because, so say I am a potential client and I come up to you and you engage with me, and I'm going to enroll in your program, and then I'm going to end up in, like you said, that small group setting of five to 20 women. So, tell me uh, from start to finish what a potential client can expect as they roll through your signature program, and then also what kind of outcomes are they going to experience after they've completed it?
1: Yeah, totally. So, whenever we start to work together, The first thing I say to a client is, if you have something you already do, a program, a process, a system, and you've been working with your clients for a while, but you haven't named it, perhaps you're a little bit shy or just simply unclear about what to say to your most ideal clients around what you do, but you kind of already got something going on and you want to really get some help around the methodology that you use, right? The framework that you use, then I am your person. I can help you plan, build, and launch your signature program so that you know exactly what to say, how to say it, And probably more importantly, that you have validated exactly what your program is and how to get clients in. Then the next step is to set up your system and make sure that not only do you know how to speak to your most ideal clients, but you actually have a system in place and you know how to sell it again and again
0: so let me ask you this it's truly an experience from start to finish is what you're really talking about right from the time a potential client encounters a brand to how they're communicated with as they're deciding on whether or not to buy to what happens after they decide to purchase whatever it is and how they are taken care of after they purchase and all of it is repeatable and predictable from both the side of the business and the client your thoughts on that
1: you are totally on track so let me give you an example So let's say I have a client that comes to me who's a nutritionist and they're working with their clients already. They have their degree. They kind of have the thing that they do. They've been doing it for a couple of years, but they haven't really named it. They don't have a system in place yet. They don't have any onboarding system in place. They kind of just show up and they start to help their clients and they get them some results. Well, that's the part that I help them with is make sure that they do have what you're talking about, for example, onboarding to make sure that they have those systems in place and they can repeat that process. And also typically that they have modules, lessons, a framework, right? However they work, that they really take their clients through step by step and kind of just, instead of just kind of showing up and getting them results, they have something they can refer back to again and again, and really a structure that they can take
0: all of their clients through every time they work. And you said that you have about five to 20 people that you'll have in a small group setting. So talk to me about what that looks like. What are, what are those people experiencing as they're going through the, program because i'm assuming they're coming from different industries but they're probably learning from each other or am i wrong about that
1: no that's true totally yeah what i typically do is work with women in um, health and wellness however i really see that as a whole body kind of health and wellness so I work with life coaches, I work with nutritionists, I work with lawyers, right? I think the commonality is they all want to create a signature program. So for instance, I do have kind of a beginner program that I recently ran uh, for the last time for this year, at least it's called concept to Flow, and it allows them to take their idea, their concept, what they've been working on with their clients or started with their clients and create a program around it. So I'll actually teach them exactly how to create the content for their program first. It's a bit of an incubator style and we go through and create their modules or lessons for uh, each part of their program. They get feedback from me and we, you know, really finalize the content for their program. And then the second part is we'll put the tech together. So how are they going to sell this? What are the basics that they need to make sure someone can go to their website or go to a link and actually purchase their program. And then the third part is we actually validate that program. So how can they get their first five clients into their program? So, one example I have, a client of mine, her name is Mary, and she has a pretty cool program around um, helping women really have more of a full-body wellness, and she's actually a nurse. And she's been developing this program over the years and is really excited to put it into this format, this structure, and I'll actually sell it in a way that is a repeatable process for her. right? And in this particular community, there are five other women doing a similar effort with their own program, right? their own content that they've created.
0: All right. So let's talk about outcomes. And what do the people experience after they've gone through your program? And I know you probably have different levels. Like you said, you were just talking a little bit ago about kind of a beginner program. You have probably more advanced programs. But just in general, what do business owners experience after they've been through this process? Do they have better visibility for their business, uh, better marketing efforts, better branding? Is it more profitability? What 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 do business owners get out of this after they make the investment in you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I would say a couple things. The first thing being, the primary reason they come to me is to really have a finished online program or finished signature program. It's complete. They're not just thinking about it anymore. And they know that it's finished in a way that someone can actually go and purchase it. So, for them, that's a big thing. I would also say I put them through the fire a little bit and make sure that they know how to sell their program. That's a really important piece of it. So at the end of, for example, this particular program, they've sold to at least their first five clients and run the first round of their program. And once they've done that, that gives them so much more data, a big opportunity to set themselves up for success and know if they have the exact right client, the exact right price point the exact right messaging around their program. So it really sets them up for success in future rounds. And then I would say with other programs, which is really my core focus, more the advanced programs, it's about them being excited to talk to their most ideal client. Typically they already have clients, but they want to go into a different way of working or work with a different kind of client in their business. So. That's what we do, make sure that they have transitioned into a different way of working or a different kind of client. In addition to having the right systems in their business, they don't feel all loosey-goosey or always behind. They're super organized. And a lot of the things that they don't need to have their hands in is automated or they have an assistant step in. And they also know not only that their program is validated, but they have a system around how they sell, which often from the advanced standpoint, it's more... I just need to get my ducks in a row because I know I can tell my program, how can I systematize this? So those are some of the things that they get.
0: Let me ask you if people are coming to you from a place of positivity and growth, or if they're coming to you from a place of pain. And what I mean by that is, are the people that are reaching out to you saying, hey, wow, I'm going to go to the next level. I'm pretty excited. Or... Are they on the other side, maybe saying, "Wow, I'm stuck. I don't know what I'm doing, and i I, I got I don't know where to go next. what what kind of what what is bringing people to you? What are you encountering? you know, what's their state of mind when they're encountering you?
1: I would say most people (laughs) when they come to me are in a growth mindset. So they're simply excited about the next phase, wanting to get some clarity, wanting to take the next step in their business. I would even say those who come to me with a fixed mindset or from a place of fear, I would likely point them somewhere else first to really have a mindset shift, do some of that beginning work to make sure that they are on the right track and feeling good about what they're doing and how they're running their business.
0: And let's talk about that mindset now that you brought that up. When you see people successfully roll through your program and have awesome results, what are some of the mindset tenants that they have? What, what are some commonalities that you see with these successful people that really, for lack of a better term, kick butt in your program?
1: Totally. So, they're action takers, they're doers. They don't see no as a negative, they see no as a next. And if they get a no, they just simply think, oh, that's not for me right now, or that's not in alignment right now. Let's go find the place that is in alignment and where I can get the yes. They implement, right? They do every piece of the work before they start to kind of do their own thing. In fact, I think they move through My programs pretty quickly and then they really have an opportunity to be creative and break the rules, right? That's part of the fun is like learning what the basics are and then really creating things on their own. I'd also say that typically they're really positive people, like. (laughs) It's, it's a particular mindset that they just simply carry with them to implement not just the work, but also in how they interact with their own clients and how they interact with the world. And yeah, I would say those are, um, most of my clients are really forward thinkers.
0: Well, let's talk about your whys, because I want to get into your background here. And by the way, thank you for the wonderful explanation in your business, because as I was going through your website and reading your bio and stuff like that, I really wanted to hone in on exactly what you did. So it was a great explanation. So I thank you for that.
1: Oh, good good i'm always excited to hear when it comes across it's clear to
0: someone who's not in it so i'm excited about that thank you and the fact <laughs> that you're doing it at seven ten a.m california time as we're recording this that's pretty awesome you must, yeah. add, must must add a nice <laughs> dose of coffee. <laughs> I'm having a little bit of coffee
1: now, but early mornings are good for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to be able to think a lot better in the morning. like I can I can write copy and record and do all sorts of things in the morning. and I six o'clock, seven o'clock at night, I can't do anything creative. It's just wild how our minds work sometimes.
1: Yeah, and move much slower in the evenings, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about your why. And everybody has a why or several whys as to and not to say the word why a million times, but as to why they are excited and passionate about their business. I feel your passion and we're you're I'm in Pittsburgh and you're all the way on the West Coast, but three 3,000 miles away. I feel your passion for everything that you do. So talk about your whys because I'd love to hear what makes you tick as far as your business goes. We'll be back with our guest in just a second. And if you're really enjoying what you're hearing here, why not get some extras from our guest? After every podcast episode, we have some fun questions for our guest that we give exclusively to patrons. All you have to do is go to the top of womenreallymeanbusiness.com and check out the a patron section for just five dollars a month you'll get extras from each week's guest for just ten dollars a month you'll get the extras and we'll release the podcast to you before anyone else gets it not only will you get great extra content for yourself but you'll support not only this podcast, but Athena International as well. So again, please consider becoming a patron at the top of womenreallymeanbusiness.com. All right, let's get back into the episode.
1: Totally, so I would say really the core for me is, I love uplifting women and showing them that they really can create their own space. They can, uh, the popular phrase, uh, your own table. So create your own table in the sense that they can create their career. They can create their job. They can create what they want to see in the world and people will pay them for it. Right. So oftentimes that's the, the starting point with how my clients really see me and, and connect with me. I also feel that freedom is a really important value freedom and flexibility in terms of the way you work and the way that you connect and really the way you live your life. I think it's for me, those are the things that clients typically connect with most and also why I'm really passionate about doing this work, that they can not just think that Possibly one day they might have it, but they can have it now and they can start to work on that now and they can create the life they want around freedom and creating their own table and really have true self-expression.
0: What do you say to somebody that says, I can't do that? Because I remember my late mother used to have a saying. She'd say, can't flew out the window. (laughs) I used to love it when she would say that. She was a very positive person. And I think that's, uh, and as you said, most of the people that interact with you are very positive doer type of people but what do you what do you say to people that are they maybe have a positive mindset and they're willing to try but they also have that kind of what I call approach avoidance they're almost kind of afraid to start or maybe they don't think that they what they have to offer is enough for the world how do you get them past all that?
1: I get them into action mode and I will have them take a step even if it's a small one to show them that there is a different Opportunity, a different possibility. I think in the beginning of my business, I did more talking, more teaching, more lecturing, like, oh, here's a good example, or here's an opportunity, or here's someone who's already done it, right? I think there's a little bit of that with testimonials or client case studies, that kind of thing. But when they're in it, when they've come to me to get the work done, I have them take the action. Sometimes I have to kind of rearrange or really meet them where they are. But whatever it is, whether it's a small action or a big action, it's about them taking those first steps and seeing, oh, I can do this too. Okay. (laughs) I see how that can work for me.
0: We talk about a lot of positivity here and certainly you exude positivity but as we know being an entrepreneur is definitely not all rainbows and sunshine right and so there's challenges so maybe you could talk about the challenges you've had in your business maybe pick out a few of them and how you've been able to overcome them because people listening could probably benefit from well i not probably definitely benefit from the journey you've been on
1: Yeah, I feel like perhaps I've been through all of the challenges, but I'm sure there are different levels to it, So, in my eighth year in business, I would say one of the biggest challenges that I've faced is, especially in the past, I would say, you know, not to say that everything is never challenging right? or never an opportunity to shift into something else. But one of the biggest issues in the past has been really trying to adhere to industry standard, that your blog post should look a certain way, that your newsletter should look a certain way, that videos should look a certain way, you should do certain things at certain times, really following those industry standard rules or making an attempt to instead of thinking about what was really going to work for me and for my lifestyle and the way that i very uniquely run my business and live my life i suppose so that took some time i feel like to unravel and really find my own space And really run my business and organize my business in a way that works for me and my lifestyle versus saying, oh, I got to get this many things out and I got to do this many posts, that kind of thing. Really finding a good balance that I both feel good about and that works for my business. So I feel like that's a big thing I see across the board and a recurring theme that I've seen in every level of my business as well.
0: Well, you are going to witness a first on this podcast right now because I just got a brainstorm. I've asked this question before, but I'm going to finally name it. And it's going to be called Go One-on-One with the Audience. And what I mean by that is there are people listening right now. That are perhaps in a nine to five. And nothing wrong with nine to fives at all. There's we've we've interviewed entrepreneurs here that love working in a corporate setting and being very creative within that corporate setting. But that there are some people that have an idea in their head and they want to start their own business and they've heard that online is a great way to go, but they're afraid and they don't know that they can do it, or they just don't even know where to start. And so, I would like you to go one-on-one with the audience right now and address them. You know, obviously, you can't get to everybody in the world that is listening right now on a personal one-on-one basis, but you can certainly talk to them. So, I'd love you to address them with, you know, they have a great idea in their head, but they're just a little bit afraid to start. What What do you say to them right now?
1: Yeah, totally. So, you know, I feel like one of the things that... I can really identify with, and I think most of us can identify with, is fear. Fear of perhaps the unknown, fear of moving into a different space that will take you outside of your comfort zone, fear that is just kind of, at this point, commonplace, right? Perhaps you have really settled into the town you live in or the city you live in. Perhaps you really settled into the career that you're in. Perhaps you really settled in and there are certain things and certain ways that you live and certain ways that you move that have been, that are common and that because they're common, they feel really good. But perhaps you have an itch, you have an idea you have a good idea that you haven't shared with your boss or with your client. You have a good idea that you want to start something in the online space, right? Whether that's something like an Etsy store or you wanna do some consulting. Or maybe you just have an idea that there is something bigger and better out there for you. Well, I would say waiting is not the answer. Give it some thought around how long you've been thinking about it. How long have you been thinking about making the move or doing something differently or this idea? Or maybe you even have a series of ideas, but you've just kind of gotten into the the pattern of not taking action on them. One day, perhaps, when I do this, five years from now, ten years from now, what I know for sure, working with hundreds of entrepreneurs over the years is this, starting later is never the answer, you want to start now, I totally think you can start within where you are, meaning you don't have to make a big, huge leap, unless you want to, you can, but oftentimes it's the small, tiny step forward and shift to do something different try out the idea, go and talk to someone who's already doing that, have a weekend workshop, right? Do a small thing that's going to let you dip your toe in the water and see that it's possible for you. Allow yourself to be excited and then simply take the next step after that. And the next step after that and find yourself in a different place, in a different mindset, in a different thought pattern and action pattern once you've taken those steps.
0: Definitely great advice and uh, something that I listen to myself because I'm thinking to, I'm thinking to myself that, that this podcast is all about that as well. And then as I expand this podcast with the help of Athena International, what next steps do we have to take? So that's great. That, that advice made an impact on me, and I know that it's going to make an impact on our listeners. I want you to continue. Before we head into our Athena-based questions here, I want you to just continue your one-on-one conversation with the audience. But now— in a way of what would you it's what you would say to the women listening right now because you support women you're all about coaching women and you're all about empowering women so what would you like to say to the women listening right now
1: yeah totally so i would say the thought that you're having, right, around whatever your next step is, regardless of where you are, if you are an entrepreneur or you're an entrepreneur, you consider yourself simply a small business owner, the thought that you're having around, huh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should take this next step. I would say, take the leap and try it out. Also, the other thing Don't be afraid to create your own table and share your ideas, share your message, and you can certainly start small with the people who you really want to share it with. And perhaps that's really only the only place you need to take that message is the people who you really feel like are going to connect with it and have an opportunity to have a shift in their own
0: lives. All right, let's go on to our Athena question. Usually I would say Athena questions, but the second question that i usually ask about how to support other women is has been answered all through this podcast by you in a great way so the athena question i have for you is there are eight athena leadership principles from the book becoming athena eight principles to enlighten leadership by athena international founder martha mertz and your principle and i think All the principles fit you very well, but this one is great for you because it really, I think it embodies kind of your journey because you've obviously had to really learn a lot and continue to grow on your own to get to the point you're at. So your principle to comment on is learn constantly. What does that mean to you, Maya?
1: Oh, that's good. I would say, you know, I think that learn constantly, if you're thinking about the Athena leadership model really brings in all of (laughs) the core principles because in order to be learning constantly, I think you have to touch on each of those, meaning, right, you have to really show up as yourself. You have to navigate relationships well. You have to take courageous action. You have to advocate for yourself and for others. You have to be okay with and really learn to, I think, enjoy collaboration. You have to be able to celebrate with yourself and with others and certainly for me with my clients. So I think that lifelong learning, I suppose I would call it, is really all about having all of those core principles in place but also that you're really open to having a having things change right changing your mind and staying in a growth mindset right versus a fixed mindset meaning that you're open to possibility you're open to evolution you're open to the idea that there are certain levels and layers to things that you might feel like you know something but there's always opportunity for growth there's always another level for success as well so I think there is a balance between being content with where you are and being even happy and joyous about celebrating the milestones that you reach and that you've already reached but continuing to think what's next for me how can I evolve how can I evolve and how I help people and how I lift others up
0: all right let's talk about some resources and they all center on your website and we're gonna put all of your website links in the show notes there's a way for people to schedule a chat with you and also a way for people to get a newsletter from you and all sorts of other good stuff so we will put your website mayagadi.com on the show notes but let me give you the floor right Right at the end here Maya how would you like to close out this podcast the floor is yours I would
1: say the number one thing that I really like to work with clients on is their signature program right and then of course their signature system that's a joy for me to see clients really create their own methodology their own framework and really their own system around what works for them and their program or their group program And so what I would say is if you take away nothing else, consider what you want to share with the world. Is there a methodology around it? It doesn't necessarily have to be complicated or complex, But is there something perhaps that you're already doing that you can share with peers in your community, that you can share with clients, that you can share with the people that you want to serve? I feel like a lot of times we hold ourselves back, not that there's anything wrong with what we're doing or that it's not good enough. It's simply that we overthink it instead of starting to make the connections and have the conversations and share in a way way that's going to be uplifting to others, oftentimes share in a way that is going to change other people's lives. So if there is something, if there is a signature inside of you, start, begin, share.
0: Well, Maya Gaudi of mayagaudi.com, mayagaddi com. I really appreciate your time. And a little personal story here is, is that Maya and I had a little bit of a challenge trying to connect. Maya is extremely busy, and she's got a lot going on. But Maya, I have to tell you that this was definitely worth the wait and I really appreciate your time thank you for joining us
1: I so appreciate you having me Jeff it's been a pleasure to connect with you
0: on the next episode of women really mean business presented by athena international Communication expert Dr. Laura Sacola helps people become more effective speakers and she has a special message in this episode to women and how they can find their voice and be heard the way they want and still be their authentic selves and here's a little bit from Dr. Sokola.
1: Realize that there's so many different ingredients involved that sometimes just tweaking one of these or one of those can make all the difference in a way that is far more effective, gets you the results you want, gets you heard the way you want to be heard, but still allows you to be you, to be authentic. When you figure out how to do that, that's where your power really resides.
0: Please help us grow rate and review us on the podcasting service you use to listen and this may seem like a small thing and it won't take you that long to do but it is vital in the world of podcasting these ratings and reviews actually help people find our podcast so if you could do that for us we would definitely appreciate it and we hope you're back for the next episode of women really mean business presented by athena international